This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 79, Grow Your Net Worth. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Miss or Mrs. Unstoppable. So happy to have you for this episode. Get ready. This episode is going to blow your flipping mind. We're going to talk about how to grow your net worth. I haven't talked a lot about money on the show or in my courses, but that has been changing over the past few weeks. I have been talking about how to grow your career. I've been talking openly about how much my money situation has changed in the past two years. And it's been very freeing. <laughs> and it's been really fun to teach so many of you how to make more money in your life. This conversation today is pulled from a live training I recently did. And get ready because I cover a lot in a short amount of time. We don't go in depth on all of these different things because I just want to kind of open your mind on what the overall process looks like on how to create more net worth in your life. And so just know that if we work together in a coaching relationship, we go deeper dive on this stuff. Now, if you're a client of mine or a former client of mine, you're like, what, Lindsay, we didn't cover this in coaching. And just know, hello, I evolve and change. As I just said, I've just started covering money. So if you're currently coaching with me, we cover the stuff in the last little bit of the nine-month coaching process and the living the dream part. If you are currently in living the dream, we will get there soon and talk about money and all of the stuff in depth. So this episode will hopefully excite you and inspire you on what is coming soon in the program. And if you, again, listen and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to know more about all of this stuff be sure to apply for a free consult. The link is always in the outro and in the show notes to go and get started. But regardless if you work with me or not in a coaching relationship, this episode is one that's going to blow your flipping mind, as I keep saying. So get ready. Today, we're talking all about how to grow your net worth. Enjoy. So let's get started because as I said, we're going to cover a lot in a short amount of time. I'm going to try and keep it around 30 minutes as I cover everything today and then maybe leave some time for questions at the end. So as I said, we're talking about how to grow your net worth today. So if you've been following me closely lately, I've been putting it out there about money stuff, which has been so new and exciting and also very nerve wracking on my part to do that, to put myself out there in that way. Um, Because, you know, 10 years ago, my life was really different financially. 
I had my daughter. She was unplanned. I was, I just turned 26 years old. I had just left my dance studio behind as well. And I had self-employment insurance. And then I found out that it wasn't going to cover my pregnancy because I didn't have a job and I was unmarried and all that stuff. I ended up having her on Medicaid. So that was a real kick in the face. It felt like to, um, just have that be part of my story. I felt a lot of guilt and shame around that. But from that moment, I just decided, okay, how is it that I want to be? And what kind of life do I want to start creating for her and I? And I got to work. And in the process of getting to work, I invested in coaching. And um, from there, everything just kind of snowballed in a different direction. And I'm at a place now where you know, I make more than I ever thought I could per month. You know, I've talked openly about this is especially the past few months. I've had like 20K months, 10K months. I had 160K month or almost 60K month in there. And everything's just kind of snowballing in that way in regards to my overall net worth. Of course, I have my husband in there, but we are approaching um, a million dollars. So it's crazy. Before I'm 40 years old, I will be, you know, on paper, a millionaire. So I've learned a lot about money and I know a lot about mindset. And so I want to share with you today kind of just everything in essence that I have learned over these past 10-ish years to have changed my financial situation. Now, I must admit my husband is a wealth manager. So this is some of his zone of genius that I've been able to you know, get off of him. And I will give you some resources today at the end, if you want to learn more about investing, not with him particularly, um, but just, just so that you can understand what investing is like. And that's one piece of the grow your net worth puzzle. There are so many other puzzles here or puzzle pieces here that we're going to cover. And those are so much more important than the actual investment and building your retirement account and all that stuff. All right. All right. So First thing I want to talk about is what I have here on this board. And we're going to cover this a lot today. And I'm going to come back to this image over and over again, but I just want to describe it real quick. So we've got self here, which is really your mindset. We've got time and we've got money. So these are the most important resources of your life. Okay. So many times when we're thinking about net worth, we're thinking about money, right? But really at the end of the day, all of this relates into one big thing that is your net worth. Okay. So many times I'm going to be using this to just go and point and you can see the arrows, they go back and forth with, with one another. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about, and it's going to be pretty obvious to most of you in order to grow your net worth is you've got to cut the spending, which some people it's a spending addiction. Okay. We talk about it in my coaching process is that it's a distraction and a distraction is defined as doing things that you don't want to do, but you do them anyway. And a lot of people use spending and shopping as a way to get a quick hit of an endorphin so they don't have to feel something that feels uncomfortable to them. Okay. And what happens then is they get that quick hit. And many times, then even when the item arrives, like if it's an Amazon purchase, it's like, why did I buy this? I really didn't want to do that. And then all of a sudden they're chipping away at their financial goals and they're having to spend more time working because they haven't hit their financial goals. And it just becomes this like endless cycle of time for money, time for money, time for money kind of thing versus if they were able to overcome 
that desire, that need, that distraction, again, whatever you want to call it, to have that quick hit of spending and shopping, gosh, everything can change from there. So that's why investing in yourself, in your mindset is huge. So many times when people come to me and they want coaching, they don't have a lot of money and it feels really scary to them to invest. And I know I was there when I invested in coaching, I was a single mom and I had no job and I had just a few thousand dollars in savings. I wish I remember the amount that I had, but it wasn't much. I think it was like less than 10 K and it felt really scary to invest in a coach. And I just (laughs) remember thinking like, either this is going to be the best decision of my life or the worst decision of my life that I would go and do this when, you know, I have to provide and and keep a roof over my head and my daughter's head and all that stuff. But what happens is that ended up being the best decision ever because that's what allowed me to change my mindset including beat that pattern of those quick little hits. Cause before that, oh my gosh, I shopped all the time. I remember like when Birchbox and all that stuff started coming out again, this was like, I guess, 2012 ish. Um, I was like in all those subscription boxes and I would even get like bags in the mail all the time. I remember when I was going through my divorce, you know, we were all looking at my finances, me and my lawyers. And they're like, Lindsay, do you realize that you spent like seven K and just expendable income one month. I was like, holy crap. I mean, so I'm talking like, I really loved those hits of shopping at one point. So if I can overcome it, I feel like anybody can overcome it. And I've watched so many clients overcome it. It's so amazing to watch that because again, it's really just about your emotional health and learning how to feel your feelings and not turn to things like shopping or other things because other things can take away from our income too, right? Um, Even, you know, if we just show up in a different way at work and not to our best self because we're not taking care of ourselves emotionally then that's going to impact the growth that we have at the company and how we're viewed at the company. Or if we're an entrepreneur, especially, oh my gosh, the first few years of my coaching business, I did not make a lot of money. Now, granted, I had made a lot of changes in my personal life because of coaching, but I had to do a whole new set of mindset shifts and beliefs as I became an entrepreneur. And it was very clear on wherever my mindset was, was, you know, my result line of how much money I was making. So it, it took a lot to be able to overcome that stuff, which brings me to my next point of, you know, if we are not spending our money, And then we're able to save more money. That's a great thing, right? But for a lot of people, they're like, well, Lindsay, I just don't make a lot of money. And you have to realize that money comes from value. Okay. So I have a podcast episode coming out. I have a podcast called Become an Unstoppable Woman. If you've never heard it, I think it's coming out next week. And I talk about how I used to ask very direct questions when I was doing things like dating. I would ask somebody I was dating, what do you want in your ideal partner? What is your ideal partner or life look like with that partner? Again, it was before I was even a coach. I didn't even know how to ask these kind of questions. But I would also ask this when I was interviewing for a job. What are the qualities that this person has? What are the achievements or the things that this person has done in this role? Because what I wanted to get was a very clear idea of how I can show up and be extremely valuable 
relatable to that company or that person, but still in a way that was authentic to me. Right. I didn't want to just like sell my soul of like, okay, they want me to do this. I'll be this, even if that's not authentic. Right. But then I was able to start to measure how am I going to give a ton of value here? So I even do this when I have consult calls with potential clients. We'll go through all the different areas of their life and we'll talk about where they are now and where they want to be when they're at a 10. And then I say, okay, what do you want to gain in coaching in the next nine months to say it was the best investment of your life? And I want to know very clearly what is it that they're valuing the most so I can deliver on that and ensure I can deliver on that. And then what can I give them that's on top of that, that's just going to blow their effing mind. Okay. So I talk about a lot. One of the core beliefs in my business is I want anyone that invests with me for it to be one of the best investments, if not the best investment in their life. And so that's how I'm doing it. As I'm asking very clearly, what is it that you want? And then I think, okay, how can I over deliver on that? And so anytime you get very clear on whatever somebody wants, so if you're working for a corporation, you get very clear on what they want, then you can see, okay, how can I, again, over deliver on that and bring more value? And then all of a sudden you become like this rock star at the company. You know, when I started my HR career, which I had before I did coaching and even my dance studio, I very quickly became like the rock star of the company. Because I just intuitively knew how to ask these kinds of questions and be able to deliver on that. And then later on down the road, I was taught more about money and how value comes from money or money comes from value. I was like, oh my gosh, I've been doing that all along. And that's how I was able to get what I got, right? And so I just started to use that more and more. And so I've seen this happen with clients. I had a client just recently who has been able to double her income in the past few years. And she told me, she's like, you know, one, one time you and I had a conversation, Lindsay, and I told you how much I made, which wasn't a lot. Like <laughs> it was less than what I had started out making out of college. I think it was like 25 K was what she was making. And I said to her, oh my gosh, you are worth so much more than that. And I started to just to teach her a little bit. And a lot of this was kind of strategic in the way that I was teaching her of how to, in essence, show up and give more value and believe in herself more. Cause this is what goes back here, right? If you have a crappy mindset, if you have, you know, confidence issues, um, if you think that you're not worth certain things and you haven't cleaned up what's going on behind the scenes in your mindset, it's going to be really hard for you to be able to show up and give value and in essence to serve. That's another piece of the puzzle is that you've got to be able to show up and the service mindset and just show up as your best self and not have attachment to the outcome. So like if I were to give the example of my coaching business is especially like when I get on consult calls with a client, of course, a part of me wants them to sign. Of course, right? <laughs> like that's exciting and it's fun and I love the journey of it. And of course I'm a business, right? Like I've got to make money too. But when I'm showing up, I'm always just in this headspace of I'm just here to serve them this next hour. I'm here to show them where their life is, where they want to go and, and kind of show them some of the things that are blocking them. And then I'm going to put it on them of they're going to be able to make the best decision. I'm here to hold space for them, to help them make that decision if they want that help. But I really have no attachment to the outcome of that. And what's happened with that is I have a close rate of something like 80% with my consults. And recently I was just telling a group of, I don't know what you want to call it, like people that I network with about that. 
And they're like, oh my gosh, Lindsay, like you need to like teach people that. <laughs> you need to teach people how you're able to close at that kind of rate. And I'm like, I don't really have a formula. All I do is I just show up and I'm serving them and I don't have attachment to the outcome. And from that, people can feel that off of me. And a, a, a part of them just is like, yes, I want to, I want to move forward. Now it's not hundred percent, right? I don't have hundred percent close rates. Some people, they decide on that console. Okay. This isn't the right fit or, or whatever. And that's, what's going to happen with you is you're going to show up, you're going to serve, you're going to give a ton of value. And sometimes you may be rewarded for it and externally with financial, you know, bonuses and things of that sort. And sometimes you won't, but you have to have, again, the mindset of what that means when it doesn't go your way. So like for me last month in my business, I had some really funky things happen. Like I had my first client ever quit in the six years that I've been doing this. I had somebody who signed up on a consult and she's like, I, I just want to pay now and I want to get started. And I'm like, okay, are you sure you want to take some time to think about it? No, no, no. I want to sign up. And then like 24, 48 hours later, she's like, I want I, I can't do this. It's too scary. And I tried to like coach her through it. And then she's like, no, 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 I just can't do it. Never had that happen before <laughs> either. So I had to get really clear in my mind because my mind was freaking out. It was like, whoa, Lindsay, you've never had anybody quit before. You've never had this consult thing, you know, go the way that it did. And I had to go back to my basic mindset tools. What am I going to make this mean about, you know, the situation? And of course, my brain was going there. It's like, oh, maybe it's dried up, Lindsay. Nobody wants to work with you anymore. You know, you've had a good run, but now you'll have to go do da da da. I'm like, whoa, slow it down here, brain. And I went back and I just, I chose to, to believe beliefs of everything's happening in my favor. Those things weren't meant to be. I did nothing wrong because I went back and I played it all back. And I was like, I totally showed up the way that I would absolutely love to show up. I did that. And so I was able to clean up my mind so I could get back to work and start this little trifecta again of the money and having more time and all that. Right. Okay. So does that make sense? Money comes from value. Okay. And a lot of the time we have to ask directly what it is that somebody wants for us to be able to know what they value. And then we can authentically decide if we fit into that. And that's where, again, it goes back to mindset. You've got to know who you are authentically. For a lot of women, they don't know who they are authentically. We've been taught in our society many times on how to people please. And so you may be interpreting that of, well, I'm just going to give them whatever they want. No, 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 no. You've got to decide again, is this something I can authentically do or not? Okay. And so you've got to know yourself on that deep level. And then too, you know, you've just got to be able to pick yourself back up when you don't have the things that go your way and keep going. Okay. So let's just recap the points that I've talked about first. The first is you've got to cut the distraction of spending. Okay. And then too, you've got to know where money comes from and it comes from value. The other thing I do want to go back on and talk about with the distraction of spending that I missed just a bit ago, because for a lot of people, they can't quite know when they're sh spending or shopping and when it's authentic and when it's not. And so a question that you can ask yourself, and I encourage you to journal about this or just spend a lot of time thinking about it is imagine you're on your deathbed. Okay. And your life is playing out before your eyes because you're about to pass and leave this planet. And I really want you to think about what mattered. 
And does it matter that you had the latest and greatest clothes? Does it matter that you had a bigger home or drove a certain car? Does it matter that you went on certain vacations? And some of that, it may matter, right? It may, but you've got to get really clear for you. And that's going to start to, in essence, allow you to see what's important and what's not important in the way that you're spending. What I do with my clients is we do a lot of values exercises and we talk about what their top values are. And then we talk about, well, how are you spending money in alignment to those values? And sometimes it's a really big wake up call of I value freedom, for example, is a big one with a lot of my clients. And yet I'm working all freaking day long when really I value time. And I value the time to be able to choose my schedule more than I value any of this crap that I'm buying. I know that was one of my top values that woke me up. The other thing was experiences. I value experiences a lot. And I used to judge myself of like, why am I spending money on concert tickets or really nice vacations? Again, I went back to my mindset at the time of judging myself with that. But then when I knew that was a value of mine, And I went and I got really clear on like this question I'm asking you of, okay, imagine it's the end of your life. What mattered to me? Traveling does matter to me. Being able and going to experience things in a really amazing way matters. But what didn't matter is all the crap I had in my closet. And, you know, right now, you know, you may see as like, oh, well, Lindsay, you know, wears these different clothes on all these trainings and stuff. I, I just recently, I just went shopping. I hadn't gone shopping in like years. Now, granted, I had to buy little things here and there, especially because I had a baby a few years ago. I had to get some maternity clothes, but I really didn't shop at all. I really learned what was important to me and not important to me. And I started to honor that. And a part of that, it is, it is really uncomfortable, right? It's really uncomfortable to change our habits. And it's really uncomfortable at first to feel our feelings. And that's why, again, it goes back to mindset. Like you've got to know how to do that stuff so that you can break through the discomfort of changing your habits and feeling those feelings instead of just turning to every little thing all the time. Okay. And that's where, again, it's like, I'm so glad I have a coach sometimes. Because there are really hard days and my coach holds me accountable to that stuff, right? I've been talking about a lot on podcasts of really considering having the idea of a life coach and like your arsenal of people, right? So for most of us, we have a dentist and we have a doctor and, you know, all these other things. And I've just recently decided because there were times when I invested in coaching and I didn't invest in coaching. And when I did invest in coaching, I grew like freaking crazy with all the stuff. I had more time in my life. I had more money in my life. And then I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm not going to invest for a while. I'm just going to like, let the money kind of come in, but then the money would come in a lot slower. And then recently about a year ago, I invested in coaching again. And this has just like taken a huge leap of growth because I've been growing in this area. Okay. So just start to think about that. If a coach is something you want to add in your arsenal, because too, a part of that is going to be, you're going to have accountability Because for a lot of people, they need external accountability to be able to hold, you know, what they want to fruition. Another thing too is 
you know, sometimes we have to put our money where our mouth is. And if we're saying we want to do these things in our world, you know, this happens all the time when someone signs up for coaching is there's usually like a two week gap between when they sign up and when we start because they have to get their workbook and then they have to watch a certain amount of videos before we start. And they'll come to the first call and they're like, okay, remember all those things I said on the consult that I wanted? I've already taken action on this and this and this and this and this. Like, isn't that amazing? Because you have invested in yourself and you in essence have no choice now but to make those choices that you said you've wanted to make because your tush is on the line. Like you've invested money. And so now all of a sudden, it's amazing what we can get done. And then from there, we just grow, 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 grow on top of that. Okay, so just something to think about. Right. So we talked about cutting the distraction of spending, imagine your deathbed, money equals value. Obviously, you want to set budgets and stick to those budgets. So I use mint.com. It's worked really well for us. And um, I use a tool called Power Sheets, and Power Sheets are an intentional goal planner. So I encourage you to look those up. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast version of this. But power sheets, again, it, I love them because every month you have something called attending list and you have your monthly goals, your weekly goals, and your daily goals. And always on my weekly goals, I've had this for years now. I was just reflecting on the five years of power sheets that I've had. It's checking in with my husband every single week on our mint stuff. And then we do some of my business stuff in QuickBooks. And it's been so cool to see that, you know, almost every week we go and we spend that time on checking in on where we're spending and, you know, where we need to kind of dial it back and where we can spend more money and all of that. You know, we've got to be looking at our money. We've got to be uh, facing, in essence, the world and our problems. So many people love to avoid that stuff. I can't tell you how many women I've talked to over the years. That's like, I don't even look at my finances. I don't even look at how much I owe on a credit card. Oh, it kills me. Okay. In essence, what they're doing is they're walking around like a zombie. They're numb because they're not looking at stuff. And so when you do finally look at that stuff, it feels like crap, right? And you feel, you know, in essence, they call it like cognitive dissonance of, you know, Ooh, okay. I'm finally having to deal with this stuff. And it does, it feels really uncomfortable, but it's actually a really great step to change and progress because now you're not a zombie anymore. You're waking up to that stuff. So I will tell you when, when my husband and I first started doing, you know, budgets and sticking to that, it was so uncomfortable. And it was like right after we had had a really nice wedding and we had had a really nice honeymoon. We went to Bora Bora and stayed at the Four Seasons. And in essence, we could have afforded just one of those things. And we did both. And so we had some debt that we had to work off and we had to come together now as a married couple and really start to, okay, what can we spend and what can we not spend? And we had to live really tight for like a year or two to in essence, like regain a momentum. And he wasn't saving the amount that he wanted to save at that point. And I had to do some mindset work with him on that because he had some people pleasing tendencies with that. So anyways, it was a lot to clean up and it was uncomfortable, but man, is it good stuff. So go on there, figure out what your budgets are, look at your money. I encourage you to spend time every single week looking at your money and where you're spending it. And you don't have to call it a budget. I had a podcast I did, gosh, at this point, like almost two years ago, and it was called cleanse your money. And I brought on Ashley Feinstein Gersley, I believe it's her last name. 
and we were talking about budgeting and stuff like that. And she calls it happiness allocations. And so I encourage you, if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's a great one because she does this whole cleanse of if you're at a place where you're just spending and you're not looking at your money, this 30 day cleanse you can do in essence to like wake up and really look at everything. So I encourage you, please look at your money, budget your money, stick to that budget. And if you're not sticking to that budget, start to ask yourself why. Where are you overextending yourself? You know, there have been times, certain months that I've overextended myself, even just a few months ago, right when the Corona stuff happened, like at the first month or two, I overate a little bit. I gained some weight and then it was like, I went shopping a little bit and then I had to go back to this stuff, the mindset stuff. Why am I overspending? Why am I overeating? Right. And go back and feel the feelings of things that I need to feel at the time. Okay. All right. One more thing that I want to touch on because I know we're running out of time is investing. Okay. So typically when we think about investing, we think about, you know, our 401k and investing in stocks and bonds and all that. And as I said, my husband's a wealth manager and he's worked from home the past five years that we've been living together. I can't even tell you how many conversations I've heard. Ugh, sometimes I'm just like, please close the door. I'm so tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. And we could talk all the details about investing and all that. I do encourage you to invest. And as I said, I'm not here to give you a sales pitch on any of that stuff, but I will tell you my husband's boss, his name is Peter Maluk. Um, he just wrote a book with Tony Robbins. Um, so if you follow me closely, you know, I have some things I don't like about Tony, but I love Peter. Peter's awesome. Um, so look up Peter, Peter Maluk, M-A-L-L-O-U-K. Look up those books and he talks the details about investing and all that stuff. He's written now two books with Tony and he's written some books on his own. Um, so I encourage you to look up that stuff. But at the end of the day, you just want a diversified portfolio where between stocks and bonds. When the stocks go low, you're using that bonds to buy the stocks because they're at a cheaper price. Like a few months ago when the coronavirus hit, you know, everyone was like freaking out the stocks, the stock market, blah, blah, blah. Well, what my husband and I were doing is we were putting thousands of dollars into the stock market because the stocks are so cheap. And then what happened? The stock started to go up. And so now it's like, whoa, look at this. Isn't this fun? Right? So you want to be able to buy when things are low like that. And that's why you have bonds in there because you'll have money from the bonds that you can put in stocks and then you'll sell the stocks when the stocks are high and go back to your bonds. Again, that's not my zone of genius. Go look up Peter's stuff and you'll find more of that stuff there. And investing in the stocks is great and awesome. And it's great, you know, quote unquote, passive income in some ways. And I love that I have, you know, my husband's a wealth manager, but if he wasn't, that would be something that we would have in our arsenal of people you know, somebody who's learning about that all day, every day. And that's where, again, you've got to go back and you've got to have a strong mindset because I know it can be really tricky to want to trust people with things like our money, but that's where you got to go back and you've got to know yourself enough and trust your intuition enough to know, does this person feel right? Do I really want to work with them on this? And can I trust them to guide me in the direction of my dreams financially? Like for my husband, we sit down every year, we do it typically on New Year's and we look at our financial plan and he's got all these graphs that he provides and all the stuff. And so it's so easy to see where we're meeting our goals or exceeding our goals and where we're not. 
And so those graphs just give so much peace of mind. Again, we've got to like be able to face our money <laughs> and look at this stuff. So many people like they just don't want to face it. It's so much easier to face it and then know, okay, how can I get to work? What do I need to do to make this stuff happen? So again, just look at if a financial advisor is right for you, wherever it may be. Look up Peter Malouk's stuff. Peter's stuff is great. Um, the other thing I want to talk about investing is, like I said, something like the stock market is great and you'll get likely a good ROI. Even when we have, you know, ups and downs in the market and all that, all the data has shown is things have stayed pretty consistent along the way. Even with the election, everyone's like, oh my gosh, if somebody, you know, gets reelected or doesn't get reelected, is that going to change the stock market? Again, the research has shown it doesn't really matter who's president or who's in power. Like the stock market just stays pretty consistent. Okay. And you'll see all that in Peter's stuff. Cause I, I read all of his stuff from my husband too. Okay. Last thing I want to say about investing though, it's not about the stock market. It's about investing in yourself. Cause again, when we're looking at this and looking at, we want to invest in this trifecta as much as possible, right? With ourself, our time and our money, this is the core of everything. Okay. Cause if you have a strong mindset, then you can create more money. And when you have more money, that's going to create more time for you. So one of the biggest things that I view as being successful at this point in my life isn't about the money I make. And I don't even feel like I make that much money at this point. Um, and it's not even about my mindset so much, although I would say I'm pretty happy about that. It's the amount of time that I have. And I knew when I had my daughter 10 years ago that I wanted to be somebody who felt really fulfilled in her career and in her life because I wanted that for her. And I knew I had to be the one that modeled that for her. And so I knew I had to do the work here, but I had this dream of, I'm going to have that ideal career where I make what I want and I do what I want, but I'm still going to have time with her to have things like summers off and afternoons off and be present with her on the weekends. Cause at the time you know, I, I, as I said, at first I wasn't working and then I ended up getting a part-time job and then I had to work full-time for a bit. And I was at work, like she was getting dropped off the very first at her school. And then I was the last one to pick her up because I had to work so many hours and then I would come home. And then at the time I was just building my coaching business. And so I take client calls after I put her to bed. It was a lot. And I just, again, it was like, okay, I know I've got to keep working this so I can keep filling in money here. So I have more time with her. And that was one of the biggest things when I thought about my life vision and about, you know, again, my deathbed is like, what's the most important is having time with the people that I love and money has been able to give that to me. Okay. I, I always say in like emails and podcasts, time is our number one asset. It really is because when we die, we're not going to die with our money. We're going to die with our things that we've been able to do and the people we've been able to spend time with, right? And two, I mean, we're going to die with our, our mind in some ways of the growth that we've been able to experience. So money is just one little piece of the big puzzle of life and your net worth. And, you know, anytime I'm sitting down and I'm thinking, okay, do I want to invest in another round of coaching with somebody? And I really, I've, even being a coach, I really go back and forth on it a lot of times because so much in our society is like money is the end game. Like that's what you want. Right. Um, and when you invest in coaching, I mean, you're taking some of that money away and you're putting it up here, but then what happens is 
you're able to build this so much more. And I'm doing this even more with my clients. Like I'm talking more about money. And when they're investing with me, I say, okay, part of the game is that I want you to make the investment back. Are you ready? Like, are you ready to do the things? Because I want you to always be able to show up and invest in whatever you invest in with me or somebody else and learn how to make your money back and then times it by whatever. So like, for example, I recently invested in a coaching program that was 2K. And I went into that investment and I said, okay, I'm going to treat this investment like I just spent 200K and that's what I'm going to make back from that. And I invested in that the last few days of April. And since then, I've made $117,000, okay? Because I just decided, I decided this is going to be a 200K investment for me. It's so powerful what we can do when we just decide something and we just decide like this is what's going to happen. This is what it's going to be. You know, I teach this a lot with my clients is that so many times there's just an indecision and doubting and da, 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 da. It's like, okay, you know where to go. We figure out what it is they really want to go and, and do. I just had a client call where we're doing the same thing. She's like, well, I could do this in my career in the next few months or this and this and this. I said, ideal situation. What do you want to do? It's like, I want to work on this for the next few months. Boom, go decide. Let's move. Right. So sometimes you just have to decide of, I'm going to make this the best investment ever, or I'm going to make X amount of money from this. And then you just get to work and you keep doing it until you make it back. That's where, again, it goes back to mindset. When you have this, all this stuff starts to come together. I mean, there are times, right, when you see people and they have a lot of money, but they have a crappy mindset. I live in an area where there's a lot of abundance. Like where my office is located is in a city where almost all the homes are a million dollars plus. And I've been in some of those homes with some of those people. And you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be in the presence of somebody who's just amazing that they've made this much money in blah, blah, blah. And most times they just like, it's, they always say like money just exemplifies who you already are. A lot of them are still really miserable and they're not happy. And then what happens? Then maybe their marriage falls apart and then they lose some of the money and all that. And that's where I do feel really blessed because I have such a strong mindset most days that, you know, I feel like I'm just going to be able to build so much more on top of the money and the even more time with the people I love that, um, that, yeah, it's just like money is just going to exemplify who I am. Okay. So I'm going to along, but if you guys have any questions, let me know either in the chat or um, you can always email me, lindsay at lindsayepreston.com. I'm always here to answer questions. My life is an open book. <laughs> I've told everybody so many things about me. There's really nothing that's off limits because I want you to show up with me very authentic and open. So I feel like I have to model that for you. So don't feel like any questions inappropriate or anything like that. Again, I'm here to answer whatever questions you want because. I think it's important that as women, especially we know this kind of stuff and we know how to go out and get what we want. That's my big vision and goal for my life is that every woman that I get to work with gets to fully, um, be fulfilled in her life and, and get all the things that she wants. Okay. So if you feel like you are ready to take the next step and to coach with me, I would love to have you. The first step is to go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epressoncom forward slash apply, fill out a couple questions so that um, we can get on a free consult call and we can take the next steps from there.
So as I said, I do talk about money with my clients. It's a new thing that I've added in. So the first three months of coaching, we do all the things to clear out your mindset, the things that are holding you back. So we do the things like cutting the pattern of overspending and so many other things in that process. Then the next three months, we paint a really clear life vision. We figure out who you are on a very deep level and we call it like your authentic self. And so we spend three months doing that. And then I've recently added in a three month plus program called living the dream where we're talking about all of these specific things and details like money and, um, you know, different career things and all the specifics of this. And so, like I said, one of the big things now that I'm working with with my clients, right. When they invest with me is okay, how are you going to make this money back? And how are you going to make this the best investment of your life? And I'm teaching them how to do that along the way as we go through the entire process of nine months. And if they want to continue to get maintenance work, they can Okay, so lindsayepresson.com forward slash apply so we can get started and create amazing results in your life and grow your net worth even more. As I said, and of course I'm biased, but even I would say this even if I wasn't a coach is your mindset is your most important asset by far because you can create whatever you want with your mind, but you've got to have that in order to create what you want. All right. So that's it, my friends. Thank you for tuning in and watching this. I hope it was helpful and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.